0: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast presented by Manscaped. Yes, I still look homeless because my Manscaped kit has not arrived yet. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined, well, I hopefully will be joined uh, by Adam and Marcus King, but in the moment, I'm joined by Adam King of KOE. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me right now. but us. I'll speak for
0: us. Exactly. You can can answer all the questions. So, (laughs) we have Marcus on his way. He jumped in briefly, but his, his camera's not working, so we don't know what's going to happen. This could just be could be an episode where I'll put out the thumbnail and it'll just be scored out. I'll score out <laughs> Marcus and just have... The big have cross, over he said. Aye, nah, that's it. He, he's, he hasn't made it, so... Um, some of the questions we may repeat again once once he comes into the, the chat, but it gives me a chance to speak to yourself directly though, so it means I can get to know a bit more about uh, Adam King and how he got started in wrestling, because Marcus, was he was there first. He had like two years on you, so... I can, uh... We'll get yeah. to that but we'll take care that. Exactly. Uh first question is the usual it's the usual classic podcast question. How did you get into pro wrestling? So what was your what was your jumping off point, your hooked moment that got you into pro wrestling? Um
1: generally it's been since I was like three or something like that, because it was Marcus that obviously uh he's he's a bit older than me. So he was uh, he had all the videos and stuff when he, when we were younger, all the sort of attitude I think. Uh so I, uh, when I was very young, the the first things I really remember was um watching the Hardys, and oh, oh I loved, loved Jeff. So so like like most people, and uh, Paul's a big Matt fan. Marcus is a big Matt fan. Um, I'm sure he won't mind me saying it. Uh, uh, Marcus is a a big Matt fan. So, uh, he's he's one of those strange strange ones. Oh, there he is.
0: It is, uh, finally. Well, I got one question in before we we uh uh got uh, joined. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, so now we've got both in, for, for people that are on the audio feed. Uh, we've got both KOE Marcus and Adam King. That's how it appear, should appear on the screen that people are watching. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Um, because you know me, I don't like editing anyway. Um, wel- welcome, welcome Marcus.
2: Thanks, I'm sorry. My, my, I don't know what
1: was going on with my camera on my laptop, but I've got a spare laptop, my backup laptop. So. I was just saying you're late to everything anyway, so it was completely expected. I know, but to be fair, that wasn't my fault. And you're already late before you uh, <laughs> actually
0: went wrong. So. so, so Koe stands for poor timekeeping. That's that's kind of the first one, out The way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, welcome. Well, we are recording now, uh, just in case. I don't know if it comes up in the corner saying that it is recording, but uh, well, yeah, I got yeah. voice.
2: I got a be voice notification going. Recording in progress.
0: Like that oh. <laughs> Must be oh, the update. Yes. Oh yeah, I when I when I logged in, it was like well, five minutes to, and I thought, right, okay, I'll. I'll I'll log in, I'll get ready, and then give an update available. Oh, Jesus, not now, all the times. Can you just know? My computer is doing the same, I'm going now. You can You can wait. You can wait until I'm out of hours. Um, <laughs> not that I use my work laptop, uh, computers are doing this. Um, right, anyway. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome here. You swear, you're fine. You can do all that. Um, like I've said to, to Adam, I just avoid slandering folks. So, I, I don't want any pushback on anything that comes um, our way. <laughs> thank time for that later. Marcus as well.
1: I've already called you. your shoot name, so um, uh, it's not got off to a good start. Nah, I hate people finding me on Facebook, man. You know that. Oh yeah, I, Yeah, <laughs> well, let's not let's not talk too much about
2: that. <laughs> we're, we're opposites in that regard. Yeah, it's weird. I just don't like I like too many people find me on Facebook. I'm like
0: ah, come on. So, see, it must be weirder for being a being a wrestler for that kind of thing. I mean, I I get it as well from folk. not as often, but it's it's like no, leave me alone. If I, do, if I haven't actually met you physically even then <laughs> I'm still on the fence whether I'll, I'll want to add you or not to my life but uh, but yeah it must be weird for, for going to shows and that and you, you do, you'll have next day all your requests will be so and so like 24 mutual friends and it's just been other wrestlers that have went yeah okay accept
1: yeah. get some good photos of yourself at shows and stuff like that though, so you're missing out Paul no, you, get you send me them so. right. you're missing out Marcus yeah <laughs>
0: This is good to go swimmingly, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so I asked I asked Adam uh, how we got into wrestling and mentioned the Hardy Boys, which is great. It's, it's always a, a checkpoint for me because I'm a massive Hardy Boys fan to the point of getting a tattoo of their logo on me. Uh, so, uh, Marcus, people you want to call you your, your previous ring name. Marcus, how did you get into pro wrestling? What was your, what was your hook moment? I
2: think like it's weird because, I don't know if Adam mentioned it, but none of our family watched wrestling. Like, even now, when we've been doing it. like Cousins, mum, dad, nobody ever watched it. But my friend watched it, like an old family friend, and they used to just kind of... I always remember, and I don't... It was a Monday Night Raw and it was Triple H versus Big Show. It's my earliest, earliest memory watching it in the family friend's home. And I always remember Triple H overload Big Show at one point. I'm pretty certain, or at least did something sneaky. And um, I remember being up I mean, the first time. I was like, "What is this?" And they had a a rock video, like a like his documentary at the time, after right. like, the like late nineties. And um, I just remember watching that and being hooked. It was a whole story about him and mankind, and you know the, the empty arena match and things like that. And that was like the very early memory, but I didn't really watch it. I just remember being that was amazing. But I never watched it at home. And then, uh, the second memory I have is. The Rock running down Booker T on SmackDown, like the first. I think it's the first time we meet. Yeah. And I was just after that. I watched it every week, like Sky One. I watched SmackDown. Eleven AM. Always remember it. If, if my mom didn't force us to go to mass, I had to had sit and watch SmackDown. Like so, that was kind of like yeah how I got into it. And then I kind of went off it. I think I don't know if you remember. You might remember, Billy. Like you know, you had Virgin Media and Sky. I'll do it. But Virgin lost the rights to Sky One. Mm. Or to use Sky so I never watched it because we ended up with Virgin so we never had Sky and I just didn't watch it and then I remember we got it back we got Sky later like years later 2008 maybe and the first I just I was up at like stupid o'clock in the morning and it was Jericho versus Mysterio at the Bash live the one with the like he takes the mask off and he's got the other mask in it. and obviously I, I recognised the two wrestlers from before and it was the what probably, I think it got match of the year, so it was like the best match to get back into wrestling. And after that, started
1: watching it again. I think yeah. the next night I watched Raw. You missed it a period there. Uh, you know we were TNA kids. Oh, yeah, we were right like TNA. Oh, you, you guys,
0: you guys, I like you guys because <laughs> of all the things you mentioned so far. It was uh, starting in the late '90s, which is when I started watching wrestling. Um, and then I I had on digital and onto ITV digital, so it kind of kept Sky One for a little bit longer, and we yeah. get to watch metal. If if I didn't go to Sunday school, uh, to run home from Sunday school, if I wanted to watch metal and see an S.A. reoffs match, and uh, yeah, TNA uh, uh, Wrestling Channel would have been there. Yeah, TNA. it was on free as well.
2: Remember, I think it was like what was it Bravo? Was it Bravo? It was on. It was on like yeah. a free channel. Yeah, it was Bravo. Yeah. And I remember watching quite a lot in like Christian because I was again recognizing names: Kurt Angle, Christian. I really we really liked Matt Morgan and oh, stylish, was AJ Styles. Obviously, like brilliant. Oh, Joe. Module,
0: I, that's more now though. But at the time, like, you no, know. nah, it was great at the time. It, nah, like, it was always good. For it. I just mean, like, as, as a fan. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, TNA stuff was was ace. I mean, my first experience of that was two thousand I think it was it was um turning point. It was the cage walk. It was the first oh, time. So good. First TNA show I, I taped. So it was like four hours long because it was on the wrestling channel, so I had breaks as well. So I. I I had to put on the long play of the VHS so I could make sure I got all of it, uh, and oh TNA, it was just it was just great. And then, honestly, for me, it was when it, also when we, when I moved out of my house, I moved out of my family home, and, and I didn't have Sky Plus or anything like that, so I had to catch it when I could on freeview, and and that was the point where I kind of lost my way with it a little bit. But oh man, TNA, um, you mentioned all the really great ones, Daniels as well, Christopher Daniels, uh, uh, Shark Boy. I loved a bit of Shark Boy. EY, Eric Young, uh, Bobby uh, great guy, great guy, super Eric, when he was super Eric as well when he became we out. Well, uh...
1: walking out to to when we were on the shows with him, you know. That uh, was uh,
0: Clay Valley, was it? Clay Valley you were on shows. That with him? and the Iron
1: Garters, yeah, yeah, of course. Really yeah.
2: nice guy, yeah, it's
0: like really nice guy. Is one of those where, where you were looking at him going, um, oh, I mean, I don't know if, if for wrestlers meeting wrestlers is the same, but uh, was the case of you just looking at him going, oh, I mind when you won the. When you were tag team champion, when you were beer drinking champion, when you were team with ODB, or are you just like, no, no, I'm professional at this moment in time?
1: Yeah, it's so strange, let see, seeing people you grew up watching and you like meet them in person and all that, and you're on the same sort of shows as them. It's just such a bizarre feeling, you know, but you know, you're kind of looking at them thinking, I, I just shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't be right that I'm sitting here talking to you, you know.
0: I I had a similar experience I have mentioned it in a previous podcast, meeting Billy Gunn for the first time. And I, I love me Billy Gunn. He's he's ace. He was one of my favorites in the Yeah. He was called Billy, which helped. Uh but yeah, when I met him, it was the first time I met a proper one of the first times I met a proper wrestler um outside of uh well Dundee, the first Aberdeen show I went to. And uh I met him and went, Oh, I loved I loved everything you've you've done, even even um the one Billy Gunn or whatever it was and I was like, Why no even the smoking guns. Like, why did I say that to myself? Like, no, not oh, even. Yeah. Did not need the word even in that conversation <laughs> at all. I love the worst part of your career. <laughs> I loved <laughs> Rockabilly. That always good,
1: yeah. yeah. Billy and Chuck. I love that gimmick. Billy oh, and that. Chuck, so good.
0: Final four in the Royal Rumble, two thousand one. Never forget Billy Gunn. <laughs> what actually was like? What a huge man.
2: I like guys. I see guys like that though. That can like take anything and make it good. Like Cody Rhodes was the same. White stardust, okay. the the dashing, like see guys that can do anything. Like you go here's something quite silly. Like, I'll make it amazing.
0: Like that's Billy Gunn, isn't it like, just makes things
2: good.
0: I'm not It still is still, still. I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of AEW. You know, actually, just keep up with the r- results or what have you. But every time I see Billy Gunn, I'm like, you're just, you're just best. Billy Gunn's one of my boys. If, if if there's any a boys list anywhere, Billy Gunn's on mine. Um, back to you guys wrestling though. So of course, oh,
1: talking about us. Actually. I know uh, we've got loads of questions, DNA. so
0: that'll that'll speak. I know we can do a whole episode of DNA, and I'd be quite <laughs> happy. But I don't know if folk listening that are wanting to know about Koe. Yeah, that's true. Would be would be interested. Um, so of course, Marcus, you you debuted first uh, back in 2016. So was it just a case of of did you guys always want to be wrestlers, or or was just you're a bit older, so you started first? How how did you come about becoming a wrestler?
2: It was probably a longer period of time than, than probably anyone realizes, but I think I was seventeen. Like, so this was way, way back. So I would have been seventeen.
1: You're you're only
2: nineteen right now. I, I wish man. And then, yeah. I remember I went to training for like three weeks or something. Like, but I was like so skinny. Like, I mean, like Adam will tell you, like my upper arms were skinnier than my forearms. Type like situation. And I just remember being like, I was decent enough in terms of like, physically I could do the things that needed to be done, but I just, I felt so small. I was, I was a wee boy and I felt like a wee boy. And I just stopped, went to uni, did that whole thing. And I. And it's a weird one, but I was, I was doing interrail in 2014. And I remember sitting on a ferry and I was just thinking, what am I doing in my life? Like, what, is it? I, what have I wanted to do? What do I want to do? And uh, so I was just working like, and a retail like store at the time, like kind of try to figure my way out. And then I thought the only thing I know I want to at least try and do is wrestling. So I was like, I'm gonna get my driving license, gonna get a car, and I'm gonna drive to like you know go to training as much as I can. And um, so I and I just yeah I just and all, I think we we'll were always fans. And I knew, once I knew I could do it when I was younger, it was always in the back of my mind. But it wasn't until that sort of day when i was traveling and you get like that epiphany that kind of light bulb moment and i was like i'm gonna do it and then yeah i just went and kind of stuck to it for a good bit changed all my shifts at work like i did anything to get to the beginners classes at first and then when it changed to the bands and things like that I was, and i just kept asking i think i was like four weeks in i was like can i go and do matches <laughs> i just kept asking and asking like Lois Gurvin and Damo were the, the two main trainers when i was there originally and um, I think most just got fed up of me asking. And just like, yeah, just go <laughs> And then I kind of got thrown in the deep end. I think I did a match, like, a matched like, two months in. And I was just getting, I just got leathered, like, I <laughs> didn't know what I was doing. I was getting hit and I was standing back up and doing all the, like, you know, didn't know what I was doing. But I kind of learned that way, like, going thrown in the deep end. And Then I, I think I stopped for six months, like, hurt my back deadlifting like an idiot. And then... I was deciding to go back, I was saying to Adam, like, do you want to come back with me? Like, I will actually go for it and I think it was January
1: 2016, we really, was it 16? Yeah, 16 16. at the start for uh, me, because I maybe went a bit before when you, like before that six months you were out, I went a couple of times Mm -hmm. and a couple of experiences we had, so one was like a Drew uh, Drew McIntyre seminar, he came just after he got released from uh, WWE, and we'd been like, what, two sessions or something like that, two training sessions. And he goes to us and he's like, oh, do you, do you you two know an international? Which is like, you know, the most basic thing in wrestling. So every everybody that trains and wrestles knows an international, right? But obviously, we'd not been doing it very long. I think you knew what an international was. I didn't know. I was like, oh, yeah, I know what an international is. And uh, so we get in the ring and he goes, right, go. And I just kind of freeze up, and I'm like, "Uh," eh. and Paul's like, "Try to grab," Marcus is trying to grab me and put it me said through. my name it. anyway
2: on the corner of my
0: video, so. What's that?
2: I'm seeing fames done because it says my name in them. Oh, it doesn't. It, it, know, doesn't it
0: doesn't I show up. It doesn't show up when I get the video. Yeah, when I get the video, oh, it hey. doesn't show
1: up. well not know, our second names up there at least, you know, um, King, you know. Um. So, yeah, uh, and then I just rose up and uh, he was just like, you know what, just just leave it, guys. And I remember thinking, oh, I don't know if this wrestling's for me. And then the next, the next week, it was the first time I ever saw Demo, it was probably the last time before he went away to uh, WWE. But we were going around doing uh, just simple walkups in a circle. And uh, he used to, he, I, I think he was just quite, he was usually quite quiet in his seat. Uh, and we were practicing doing lock and basically I wasn't doing it very well, uh, and he, he gets up from his, uh, his seat, which didn't happen often, and he just shouted at it, like, big scary Irish voice, you know, I'm a wee 17-year-old or something at the time, and uh, I was like, nah, I'm not coming back, I'm too scared, he was like, you're not doing it properly, with more expletives, but yeah, I was like, I- I'll go away for a while, and then I came back a couple of years later, so. And by the way, Damo's a hero, Like, love me bits like that. <laughs> oh, he's lovely now. His first experience. Yeah, oh no, he a, he's a lovely guy, yeah. That was just, uh, it was a bad first experience. He was a scary guy.
0: It's one of those things, I mean, for, for you guys, I mean, when, when you contacted me for an interview, I hadn't contacted you guys because I'd always seen you guys wrestle on like YouTube and what have you, and you're, you're quite intimidating guys, or, or quite aloof guys. So I was like, oh, they'll never be interested in being on the podcast, so I just wouldn't bother. And that happens a lot of times for a lot of wrestlers. I'm just like, unless I get like maybe a couple of ciders in me, I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to DM this guy. Why not? It might work. Yeah. But I was like, I oh, wouldn't be interested. They're quite aloof. And now hearing you guys just like, ah, you, your first couple of years, you, you were terrified of Big Demo for a moment. And that was like, almost you packed in. We may not, never have seen KOE because Big Demo shouted at you. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: To be fair, I was very, very young at the time. So i uh, matured a bit since then.
0: So was the team always kind of the idea? Was it always eventually you guys were going to be a tag team, or was there aspirations to one day like face each other instead, or go your own paths? or was it always always a team.
2: I think when we had because I had debuted and I, when Adam first came in, he had diff, we also had different names. Like we tried to have some similarity by having the King. I was also I was King 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 Killer, but that was kind of purposely done to be similar but not the same, like just, so we were going to do single stuff for a while I think because I was doing okay, I did like the, Drew, the two Drew Galloway tournaments, like I had a couple of really good matches, well at that, for my standard at the time in terms of like being quite new and quite green, I was having decent matches, I mean I was getting carried to decent matches basically and um, so I was thinking well, I spelled up our singles names and then we'll be a team, like then when we be a team it's a bigger deal. That was the idea originally. And then we got booked on a show that was, it was a closed-door show, like, for fans, but all the, it was loads of promoters there. That was the first time we met Dallas at, like, ICW Scott Reed. Uh, I think Rudo was there. Loads of other, I'm trying to remember, right, off the top of my head, but there it was, it was a, lot, a lot of promoters, a lot of wrestlers that were there. Um, and your family could go as well, so her mum and her granny were there. And, <laughs> and we then got, they got asked to be a tag team for the main event, and we just went, I'll just do it then and then after that we like, might as well just do this now like there's a, big, there's a big gap not a big gap but there was a gap at the time of being you know a fully marketed team even some of the teams that are good teams had really good individual wrestlers and obviously what we feel about them good individual wrestlers as well but we solely market we solely sell ourselves and we solely try and get booked as a team and we just thought who's better to do that than two brothers and we enjoyed it and we quite enjoy the tag team style of wrestling we always have and i think that main event for again for the length of time we'd been doing it and the experience level of the six guys that were in the ring it was good like and that's what we went for
1: i think a big problem initially as well was um you were quite far ahead of me so it was like i'd be kind of holding you back if i came if i came in too soon and, then, and i probably was the first you know we while. uh but I'd be holding you back if we, I came in and I was so far behind you and you'd been wrestling for a year. And I was brand new to it and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was a good decision to do it when we did. So.
0: We were thinking, what, 20, 2016-ish then? Uh, no, sorry, 2018 was when the uh, first note I've got as as a team anyway. Um, maybe beforehand, that closed-door one. Yeah, 2018. Um, yeah, that, that, was what, a, that was a year. January, wasn't it?
2: Was it Jan- January? 30th? Yeah, January.
0: Uh, I think so. I think it was against... Who I've got, to write, I didn't write it down because that would have been I would have been well too prepared. Yeah. Um, the first, but, the first one was again. I don't know if people knew about it because it was like it wasn't
2: an announced show, but it was against the govern team and the yeah. dogs yeah. That was the first. I remember. That. I remember who was in the team like Scott and here, but I couldn't remember the team that was Yeah. Um, but that was the very first match. But I that wasn't announced, or it's probably not even. On record, his... so I think
0: it's yourselves versus the underdogs is the first one on cage match, anyway. That was the first <laughs> yeah. as a team. Um, Adam, you still don't have a cage match profile, I don't know if that makes <laughs> your all. life at all. I had more matches in me at this
2: point, well. though.
0: It's, it's quite terrible. It, it, I was so shocking that his screens actually froze, which is even better. Um, it <laughs> <laughs> may come back at some point. Um, so yeah, so um, Adam mentioned the Hardy Boys as a, as, as inspiration for him. He may mention it when he comes back into the chat. But uh, for yourself, anyway, was there any tag teams that you wanted to kind of emulate or or at least uh, take notes from uh, for KOE?
2: I think um, when we first got in, not massively so in the sense of we just wanted to learn, so we were like sponges. Just, you know, didn't know where to even start when you first start, if that makes sense. So there wasn't really anyone... Like, we're big fans, obviously, the Hardys, the, you know, the main tag teams. But I feel like as time's gone on, it's been more modern teams. And then going back and watching, like, you know, the Brainbusters and things like that. The Revival, obviously, are a big, like, good, good team to watch. But, I mean, I, I love that this was, like, brilliant. I think they're brilliant. Almost underrated, I think, to some degree, like, because they don't do, like, the most amazing stuff. Like, but everything they do is spot on. And if you watch their matches, like... The crowd can be flat at the beginning, but see by the end you can't, they literally have them way up here, which is just a skill in itself. Like, so that's probably like as time's gone on and we've got better is to try and reach that standard, which is obviously hard. But I wouldn't really say it that when we first started there was we watched anyone. We've been quite big on like if you're trying to copy too many people, it, you just become a kind of rip off. We've always tried. If you watch our moves, for instance, like that's us. In our own head thinking of well, what do we do as individuals what's not been done like the majority of our moves I've not seen like as a tag team like there's I think almost every singles move has been done to some extent yeah, but I don't think so, yeah untapped amount of probably tag moves that you could that people could pull off but it was great learning like I love we wrestled uh, Mark and Jackie the ball was up, like massive learning the Hunter Brothers was like like mind-blowing way, they fought, like, unbelievable tag team, uh, the Hunter Brothers. We learned a lot from them and just, yeah, every time we we get somebody, we risk somebody better, we're just like sponges. Like, I think people have this perception of us as, because of our characters, that we're really arrogant. Like you say, like, I look, maybe to some degree we are in kind of real life, but like certainly want to get better and want to learn and that's kind of been our main focus is like... Big fans, the minute we became wrestlers, it's like, okay, who can we learn little things from? So, like, the Usos were never going to take a move to do, but we'll, we might think, oh, they've done something like that. Now, let's re- can we do something similar that gets the same type of reaction?
1: And or it's gets- the same. It's like, see when every show we're at, and we'll ask whoever the most experienced person on the show is. We'll go and find them, and we'll go, oh, can you watch a match? And then if they, they'll give you... a They'll give you maybe quite a bit of feedback, but there's always that one thing that clicks and you go, because it's hard to remember everything, but there's always one thing from like each experienced wrestler and you kind of in your mind and you go, right, I'm going to make sure I do that next time. and uh, you, you just bring it with you, every sort of
0: match you have. It's like that. It, the algae I like to use for, for wrestling anyway is like a puzzle. It's a puzzle at the end of the day. So you, you go every match, you, get, you might get another piece to that puzzle and then it'll add an extra bit of the picture and you just kind of fill it out as you go along. So... So yeah, if as long as you're, as I said, you're you're uh gaining the experience and finding the the most experienced person to give you the feedback, then it just makes you guys uh, a more cohesive tag team. And I suppose yeah. with guys like Mark and Mark and Jackie for for the pool of promotions as well, um, they've they've they would have had things like tryouts with WWE stuff like that. So they would have not only brought the tag team stuff, but they would have had right these these are what the. These what the big guys are looking for as well. They'll have that little bit of, of nugget of information to go with it. So it's all, it's all finding out all these little bits and pieces. Supposed to end of the day. Yeah,
2: yeah and I don't think there's, from experience, like it's baffling how many wrestlers aren't asking, like for feedback. Like you know, you'd I think it maybe just be a fear thing, but we just always like I always think that's the best thing anyone could ever do in any show. Is like even if the most experienced guys. Not that experienced in comparison to like a Marco Jackie, for instance. They might be a slightly lesser level, but like still ask them because they may have picked up something along the way. And you can, you know, somebody is just like Adam said, somebody says something, somebody could have said something to me a hundred times, but somebody else says it in a different way. And I'm like, wow, yeah. (laughs) Like, and suddenly it like clicks in your mind. And it's just, just because a person said it slightly differently and you just kind of figure it out as you go and, and just keep learning, like, as much as
0: you can. No, I get, I get the fear part of it because, uh, well, I mean, like, like I was saying, this is this is episode 187 of, of the main SLM podcast feed, so I've got Koe on. Uh, but I've I've never asked for feedback on episodes because I don't want people telling me I do it wrong. It's like, no, no, I've got it this far. That's yeah. fine. Just <laughs> leave me, <laughs> leave me be.
1: Right. I don't know, right. that that's the hardest part is like uh, finding out because uh, if there's like something constructive and you go oh you could be better at that and you're like oh it's mean, so terrible that's yeah.
0: it that's exactly it because i am be thinking oh the last five seasons have been absolutely worthless because <laughs> you've done this instead but <laughs> um but you know at the end of the day my, my stuff doesn't change the world i, I mean wrestling can um y- you guys are superheroes for for children and what have you so it can change someone's my mindset on something. I don't know. I'm I'm waffling now. Anyway, right. KOE. So one thing that uh, you put on Twitter is you don't want to be asked what does KOE stand for? Uh which Maxwell Miller did ask on Twitter. So, <laughs> so I knew I knew he would wind up. So I will word it differently. Why KOE? Oh um do you, <laughs> do you
2: want to take it up? <laughs> I can't tell whether it'd be like genuinely serious about it or not because we always just wind people up before it so I'll say this right, it did stand for something originally and it's not what people think I think people think it stands for Kings of Everything and it that's never did it. Yeah So like that's the biggest like, misunderstanding of K- what K.O.E K- stands for like I think that w- w- it came from a song right which is a song by Wes Khalifa called King of, Every- King of Everything and I think I discussed it with one person, but it was never like that's never what it was going to stand for. And they said, Oh no, don't do that because there's king, those kinds of characters, there's kinds of an North, like it's just another king, like what was the point? So that that was the end of that. And I was like, we'll make it stand for some, I'll think of something else. And then it was something else. Didn't really like it. And then I think some then we did the promo at ICW when we debuted in ICW. I just rhymed off, like people kept asking what it stood for. And it just clicked in our mind. It was like, ah, why don't we just make a gimmick of this? Like, people keep yeah. asking. Do you, do you do know it? why?
1: We stuck with it as well. Um, because, I don't know if you remember this, but we got the logo done before.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: oh, right. Right, right, We're not putting this logo to waste. We're sticking Aye, with a... We'll find something that it stands for. Right, because uh, it's a cool uh,
2: yeah, logo. Have, yeah, so. <laughs> but then I think somebody said, like, I'm sure if you put it in, like, I don't know if I'm tripping, but you could check. If you put it in, like, Urban Dictionary, like, the K-O-E is a word, like K-O-E spelled core, whatever you want I don't know how you would say it. It's like abundance of swag or something silly, like it was something strange, so it kind of worked. And then people just kept asking, and then we did the promo ICW and we ran off like four or five different names for it. And then after that, every time somebody asked us, we were just like, let's just say something different. Like kicks out everything, knockout establishment. And... Knights of equ- Equestrian... Yeah, cool. and spelling things wrong as well, like constantly over delivering excellence. I think was an ADM one. Mm. Like, you know, you we're happy to take on board suggestions. Like, we, every time somebody asks us, we give them a different answer. But that is the the truth of it. Is it was n- it wasn't kings of everything, and it genuinely doesn't really
0: stand. For it. Right. So for anyone wondering, so you don't have to. I just gave. I just uh, googled K O E in the Urban Dictionary, and uh, I couldn't have hoped for a better explanation. Uh, so K O E stands for a person with splendid taste in every subject who is gorgeous, known for having a sexy deep voice and perfect hair and smile. There we go, that's what, that's what KOE stands for. In <laughs> right. Uh, <fantastic. laughs> Lovely. Uh, right, so I'm just going to go into these questions. We'll ask about titles and all that kind of stuff afterwards. Actually, no, first question I want to ask. Right, Govan. So... This is I, I've watched the govern shows when um, they come up on on YouTube source usually, and I'm now community pro wrestling. Um, I heard a story that you may have got into a little bit of uh, disagreement with someone in the front row uh, at a govern show. Now again, that's just, just just hearsay from my my end of things. But what are the govern crowds like, and how how have you found the govern crowds? <laughs> I
2: think
1: we got involved in a few. Yeah, the, I was just, the one crowd. I think. I remember most was uh, when I was on the outside. And the thing is, right, see see, when you're at the government they, house, they don't watch the wrestling. There's all these wild children just running about about, uh, jumping on tables and stuff like that. And basically, they'll come over the tables and try and fight you when you're on the outside. So they'll try to wind up whoever's on the outside. Uh, so I was on the outside and uh, this wee guy comes and like taps my leg or something like that, I don't know. And I get down and I'm squaring up with him. I'm like, right, let's go. Uh, and I uh, did he? I can't remember. The did shin? they hit me in the balls? I feel like He tried to super kick me and he hit me in the balls. Uh yeah, and that was oh uh, it was it wasn't fun. Uh, but there's not much you could do. I don't know what the security was. You need security for the kind of shows, but and the parents yeah. don't care. Like, the parents don't as
2: well. Like I think I think because we first went in, we, we kind of did every time we wrestled there initially we wrestled the govern team. So obviously we were massive heat magnets. And I think a good chunk for it, like, were, you know, we were really hated them. We were really do it, like, and it just became, like, it just got out of hand at times. But like he says, like, there's, them to watch the show, like, they're just wild. Like, they're just there for, like, a, a wild night. <laughs> it's, it's mental. But, yeah, they would jump over, like, you couldn't really say anything. Like, well, we, we did say something because we're always saying things, like, we're just winding up, like, you know, taking like the, the inflatable hammers off them, like grabbing their bottles and throwing them across the room and stuff. It was just daft things. And then you think it's like a kind of, you know, you're getting try to get a bit, you know, of a reaction. But then the parents are actually literally trying to fight you, like you got women like squaring up to you and stuff. And you're just thinking, Jesus, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a soul, in like, it,
1: in it, all the children, that?
2: It's terrible. Like it's un. But like I don't go about my day-to-day life as as Marcus King and. You know, walking up with people and punched like you know, it's, it's a show. Like that's that's not who we are, really. Like from you know, a day to day basis, but they seem to think that that's the case.
1: Yeah, I know. Near fights with parents. That's happened that a couple of shows. It's like yeah. Yeah. you
0: can't turn around and just go, like, like it's the real. <laughs> you know that you can, it's a show. You can't you can't do that because of course the kids are there as well. But it. I, I don't know how. I've I've only seen one see a couple of times now but I saw a uh, uh, Rudo Lightning he he got squared up but he, he'd uh he was up in up in the northeast won a belt uh off the big big baby face Damien and then after the show he was getting squared up from by a guy in the lobby went to fight him because he cheated to win and oh. I was just seeing Rudo you know, trying trying not to go it's not real, to just calm down it's a show kind of thing I was like watching this going how is this happening? How have you got to the point of this happening?
1: I'm not, I'm not jealous of uh, the wrestlers in the 70s and 80s that had to deal with that, you know. Yeah. Kayfabe was still a thing.
0: Have I have a pencil in their boots in case you had to chip someone? And, and... <laughs> oh, but no, but no I'll, 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 the Coven, I, like, I don't envy anyone having to wrestle on the government shows. I mean, Alex Webb, I was speaking to, he pointed out that the first one they did, He came. they came out in orange. And he, he didn't realise that was a bad idea until he got out there and realised it was a bad idea to wear orange in a gun show. Well, it's, it's, it's mixed because technically Govan's quite famous for being
1: like a ranger's town. And we mm-hmm. went there and um, I was like, it was the first time we were meant to be wrestling They we were wrestling against the Govan team. I was like, oh, I'm going to come out in a Celtic top and all the, everybody's going to be all wound up. And then uh, we got there and uh, I think it was Davey, who's a Celtic fan himself, he was like, nah, it's very mixed in Govan, it's really not going to have as much of an impact as you think it will, yeah. It?
2: yeah, and in fairness to Davey and Xander, they often would come out, one would wear like a Celtic single, or like Davey would wear the Celtic single, Xander would wear the Rangers, which is good, to, like, you know, I, I mean, if you know Glasgow, like, there is that obviously real divide. So it's good to, like, because the kids do look up to them, as, you know what I mean? Like, genuinely they do. So if, if they're sitting there, Celtic and Rangers, and they're a team and they're cousins and they're together, then they are actually setting a decent example for, for all the kids that are there because it's very easy to get caught up in the whole rivalry. And and I think like, you know, I, I would just say it on my hands about football at no point, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's really all just fun and games at the end of the day. It's not the 80s anymore. Like, nobody has that genuine hatred towards, you know, one side and the other. Like, it's it's good winding people up and getting involved in it and stuff like that. but. I think we're all grown adults now, and we can, you know, we can understand that somebody supports a different team and has a different belief or whatever. It's like doesn't really mean anything for anyone.
0: Just know? gets left on Twitter now. That's that's pretty much it. That's yeah. that's where everyone does their their uh, moaning and and groaning about, about teams and, and what have you. Uh right, okay, so yeah, I, I just remember that story way back when. I can't remember who told me about it, but I was like, that's that's hilarious that you've you've riled up someone uh, an adult enough to try and fight you. Uh, a, re- a wrestling show that's just oh, silly. Um, uh, right, okay, so I got Griffin uh, on the old tour machine. He asked, uh, Am I still considered an on- honorary KOE? I
2: suppose, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Now, my, my uh, first match I teamed uh, with Griffin, Ryan Griffin at the time, Flying
1: Ryan, Ryan. Um, so yeah, I, I was good. To be and he's me. one of the most underrated wrestlers there is in Aye. any country. So
2: very good. good, very good wrestler. Yeah, um, yeah, that was great. Like to be fair, he, him, me and him versus the
1: forgotten Cav and Dunbar. That was my first match on a show. Uh, the the bars pops everybody's cherries, so so he does. <laughs> so I hear. That was my first match.
2: Aye.
0: Did he give you the same advice as he gives to everyone? Did he ask you if you were nervous, and then uh, told you it was good if you were? That seems yeah. to be this. Yeah. Well, okay. Right. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a rolodex of of the of, of lines for uh for first matches for for pop and Um. <laughs> uh, so we've got Taylor Veit uh, asking. well he asked two questions. Um. One's a bit more controversial than the other. Uh. But I'll go for who's a wrestler you have a soft spot for that nobody else seems to rate. Now, I don't know if for this kind of question. I don't know if you want to pose it to Scottish wrestling as a whole or if you just want to make it just worldwide. I don't know if it's <laughs> good going Nobody else seems to rate him picking someone. They're going to sit there going, "Wait, nobody rate me." That's- well, <laughs> everybody
1: rates Taylor White, but he, he's my one. He's he's the best. So yeah, Taylor White
2: is pretty good. To be fair, for talking Scottish wrestling, I think because we've had it, I've had this conversation with Taylor White, so I think I know he's he means worldwide because we've talked about it. But he's really good. Uh, you know, for thinking Scottish, Ryan Griffin that we mentioned. There's a lot of good guys. To be fair, just kind of solely under the radar, like
1: you know that are actually pretty good when you Even like, see when we went to, we were at FPWA and we wrestled um, Robbie and Ross at um, the Woke okay. Academy. Yeah. They, they two were great, you know. And it's just like one of those things. There's just so many, there's so much talent everywhere. What uh, am I getting phoned? No, sorry. Uh, there's so much talent everywhere, you know, uh, and it's like every time you go somewhere new and you've not seen someone before and you're kind of not sure what to expect and then you're like, oh, they're brilliant. And you watch someone for the first time live in person
0: and you go ah oh, that's great So, um, i'll I'll put in a third vote for Taylor White as well because i was I got uh hold of some of the combat league shows from up in Keith Ness and he was just phenomenal uh he, he did he did very little actual wrestling, but he didn't need to because he'd riled up crowd that much they reacted to everything so it was like maybe he did three bumps in the whole whole match, but it was one of the like heaviest reaction matches because he he'd done such a good job in making yeah. He's good. one of these
1: few guys. As soon as he comes out the curtain as well, he, you instantly, he instantly makes an impact, you instantly have to think something about him. And that's like so impressive for people to do. Like it's the second you come out and you think, Oh, I hate that guy, or something full like that. You know what I mean? So it's uh, great at that.
0: Uh yeah. second question is which brother is better?
2: They're both better at different things. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's quite clever. Way. He's left that quite open ended. He didn't say what better at what, so that's, yeah. that's quite quite clever. Um, Tactician.
1: We we kind of, see when we wrestle and stuff like that. We will, um, if we're better at a certain move or something, we'll just go ah. We'll have the other one take it, uh, do it. Like even though you know one of us could do, I say I could do an alright drop kick or something like that, I could do quite a good drop kick in comparison to everybody else. But since Marcus does such a great drop kick, was pointing me throwing a drop kick. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Um, I'll just let him do it, same with if he's got a better standing mental than me, I'll just let him do the standing mental So basically I just don't want to do anything where I need to leave my feet But I can! <laughs> I hate going up the top rope, like, it's just a...
0: Yeah
2: uh, We can do it, we can do it probably more than people even realise Or, certainly fans may realise, I think people train with us probably know what we, what we can do But Shooting stars, moonsaults, 450s, like try much anything that can be done, but
0: like we just, we just, don't like. Especially if you're bad guys, it's, it's a waste. Of, oh, yeah, like, I don't need to do it. There's no point in uh, scratching extra uh, marks on your when your bump card, your hypothetical bump card, if you don't need yeah. to. Um, yeah. is that is that an important thing for you guys that, that you do? Like, if one's better than one move than the other, is that important for you guys marketing 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 yourself as Kiwi as a package deal? Um, yeah, I'd so, say so. Like.
1: I'd say it's um whatever one of us does, it represents the both of us. So, you know, like, if one of us was to have a great singles match, you know, I mean, that's going to benefit the two of us. Mm-hmm. And same in a tag team match, like, I think a lot of people who get new to tag team wrestling don't understand that you're only doing half as much. So half the time in a match, you're, like there's probably going to be one of you doesn't really, maybe gets like a move in or something like that. Whereas mm-hmm. maybe the other guy, gets to do, you know, two, three, four, five moves, whatever. And uh, one of these is really going to shine above the other one. But see, as long as you're t- happy to be a tag team, it's going to represent both of you anyway. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what thing and, you need to look at. Yeah,
2: that's why it's important. Like, we do market ourselves as a t- sole tag team. Like, again, there's some really good tag teams out there. And I think the ones that have been doing it a bit longer, like what Adam was saying, is like, they can accept that. I mean, you know, they kind of know so anyway. Um, but I think we're so similar, like, in terms of, like, our styles are quite similar, our athleticism's quite similar, similar sizes, similar heights, like, but we also just completely, like, our Twitter's obviously KOE, it's not Marcus King, There's not an Adam King Twitter, it's KOE Twitter, you know, the gear's the same, like, none of us try and stand out really any differently to the other one, like, on oh, and it's completely on purpose, like, you know, we could do it if we wanted to, because we've got the best gimmick ever as a tag team and we brothers, so we could do, we could be completely different. And we could still be a, a viable tag team because we are brothers. Mm-hmm. But everything's done on purpose is like, you know, because like Adam says, if we do one thing or if we do a duo thing, like people like, like people generally say that KOE. People refer to us as KOE, like one of us is KOE. Like we'll say KOE talking to me. Like at that yeah. like backstage and things like that. So we're literally at that point where, you know, we're almost we're just seen as a collective. So yeah. And the,
1: the benefit a there's a benefit of uh, it's being so similar in new life as well. Like, I think it'd be hard to kind of be different because we're, we're just into the same. Like, outside the wrestling as well, we're just into all the same stuff. So
0: that's that's a similarity, really. Right. Um, we've got Alan. No, we've got, uh, Kwaku. Kwaku asking. Apart from your brother, that's open ended here. Uh, who's your favourite member of Team Swag? Kwaku. <laughs> Obviously, ah, of course. Kwaku, what a guy. Legend. Mm-hmm. I should and, ask, is there only three members of Team Swag? Yes. I think so. <laughs> is is uh, ADM
1: member of ADM,
0: aye, I suppose ADM. It's Team Swag. So,
2: well, He's a former member of Koe as well. But... Aye, ADM's just Koe, so it's Koe
0: and Swag. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, on on with that, Eddie Castle asks, why is ADM, like, a proud maw to use? <laughs> just, like, we're really good friends, to be fair.
2: Right,
1: like, Adm just loves us and we love him. So, and he's uh, uh he's he's very funny, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. And the uh, uh, the best uh, car journeys with with
0: Adm. Yeah, that's like, absolutely.
1: Yeah,
2: that's probably the next question,
0: right now. I uh, I'm looking for ones that kind of segue on, and that's perfect. Uh, Adm asking, <laughs> who's in their Koe car? Adm, hundred percent.
1: Adm and uh rotate focus. Like uh, one weekend, uh, the end of last year, we went to what was it? Tarbert on a Saturday, and we had uh, David Devlin on the car, and he was a great guest as well. He was a great guest to the the podcast, and then we had Eddie Castle the next night when we went to Newcastle. Uh, he was oh, a hard.
0: I, I bet you had fun with that Newcastle Eddie Castle. I bet that was brought up. Interesting. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it was great.
2: That Working at Dangle. That, uh, that that whole um. That car Johnny Bag was brilliant, man. That's it, like, literally, yeah. The best car, we always talk about this, like, who would you hate having? Why would you love having a car? Like, but anytime ADM's in the is cut. like, that's what we say. ADM plus a special guest, or two special guests. If, yeah. if we need
1: to. And you, you can work care. out what a Colton car is. It's the opposite of a KOEV car. <laughs> and it's, de- it's definitely because Colton himself is horrible to be with.
0: <laughs> is, is that why he's, oh, he sent us a, a gift of uh, Chris Traeger um, air guitaring in the back of a car with Leslie Nope and uh, Ben Wyatt. Yeah, um, he, he knows the gimmick. Now nah, Colton's—he actually was a really nice guy, but we we
2: won't get into the details of like um, why it became the Colton car. But we want it to be a thing. Like that. We're not—we're not going to put—we're not going put, to tell anyone our Colton car. Like, that's not, fair. That's not we just want anyone that's in wrestling to talk about. The fact that their Colton car is the car full of people that they don't want to be in a car with, like <laughs> the worst possible ju- two-hour journey you could have, like, is your Colton car, and uh, and it's nothing to do with Colton as a person, obviously. It's just, it was just a story that's kind of snowballed <laughs> from there.
0: Um, Logan Smith asked, "Who's on the Doug plane?" That's a Kiwi car. That's
2: <laughs> a Kiwi car. Yeah, we found out right. So, um, I think it was, I think Viper, it was Viper when she went over to the states. 'Cause she has a dog, took her dog over. And um but they were saying that like they basically you a bunch of people who have dogs that are moving to the States chartered a private plane, I think. So they all chip in and pay for it so that they can go with their dogs on a plane. So the dogs are allowed on the plane next to them, or like so and I was like, So there's such a thing as a plane full of dogs, a dog plane, which sounds amazing, like that literally could be the best like journey ever. So the
0: opposite of a cotton would be your Doug plane because it'd be amazing. Man, that does, that sounds like yeah, that sounds like the best thing I've ever heard of. Is, is a Doug plane? Uh <laughs> amazing. Right. Okay. So let's let's, let's exactly. get some of these these, these one the questions out of the way. So we've got a silent assassin. He asked, "What does E stand for?" Kings of. We already established that. We move on for that one. Um, what's the thing with you both wearing odd trainers in the ring?
1: We have the same size
0: oh. feet. Yeah, that's about <laughs> nice and simple. <laughs> Yeah. But when I see, I I don't, like, no not OCD by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't like odd socks or anything like that. It just kind of sets my teeth on edge. So when I see you guys wrestling in odd shoes, it just, like, I watch it got thank God they're well, bad guys. Here's the
1: thing. So we, we've had um, fans come up to us with odd shoes and say, oh, you're the reason I'm wearing odd shoes. So it's working to an extent, Colin. Yeah,
2: I hate odd socks as well. Like, I can't wear odd socks. The only time I could wear odd socks is when we're wearing the odd shoes. Yeah,
0: because it, it evens out high, almost like double negative becomes a positive. <laughs> Fair enough, but yeah, that's pure evil. If, if if it's now spreading, the folk are, are wearing hot <laughs> shoes because he is us. No, no. Uh, Reese asked, Ask when you asked then if you had a fight to death to the death against someone, would you pick a sword or a spear? It's a fantastic question. i okay, right. True. I know the answer to this because there
1: is a right answer. Uh, would you would you two like to guess what would win?
0: Spear. Yeah. Range. I guess you can throw it. So they put
1: it through, like, an animation or something like that. So it's, like, you find it on YouTube or something. I think it's YouTube. And uh, I'd have thought, you know, you're more mobile with a sword. You can kind of get around and stuff like that. With a spear, you're kind of, you know, more awkward. But apparently there's, like, no situation where a spear wouldn't win. I can't really remember the details, but, yeah. There you so go. a spear is
0: the Backed by science as well, a little bit there. Yes. That's excellent. Uh, let's see what else I got on, on Facebook then. Ian Skinner asking, favorite acronym? KOE. <laughs> DBD. DBH. Of, speak, speak, speaking of acronyms, now, right, it would rely on you either meeting Judas Gray or listening to past episodes. Uh, he's just asked DMG. Yeah, what does mark. that mean? Oh, I, I love getting to tell people this. Right, okay. So DMG stands for Dead Mum Gang. Ah, is what yes. it stands for. So pretty much him and I think it's Major Matt Wolf from Joe Henry's Academy. They 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 founded this group. Or although in writing it says he's the original founder. Um, that because they both lost their mums, they're now DMG. So his question pretty much is, uh, are you part of DMG? No, no but DDG. No. Oh, the offshoot. Oh right, okay. He'll be glad to know that. Um, yeah, but that um, what the the lossy? <laughs> he did. He did ask. He also added the best part about this is he's met you, so they better remember him. So I don't know if you Who? remember Judas Grey. <laughs> nah,
1: nah. He, he was uh, yeah. Uh, we met him one. Uh, no, we, uh, we I him met him recently
2: one, actually.
1: Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at a seminar, and he was uh,
0: very flexible. But no, he looks, What, he what looks a good. wonderful I review! So of... <laughs> <laughs> I love that! as, a, as, as He's going to put that as his bio or something. Judas <laughs> G, very flexed, no, no, but... I, I've
1: only seen so much of him, but he looks, uh, he looks really good to be fair.
0: <laughs> um, Grant McIver asked, uh, What's your favourite packet of crisps? <laughs> Pickled yes. But I don't know
1: really them. I'd I'm probably not eat a packet of
0: crisps in that month. But... Get me chocolate in it, Eddie. See so, you, see now, like 45 minutes ago, well, I liked you guys. But you know, that's... uh <laughs> Uh, the right answer, the favourite packet is, is the next packet. That's the right answer for I mean, uh as, as a as a ever-expanding ever uh, fat man in a chair. Uh, right, okay. So back to actual wrestling, I suppose. Uh, Sammy oh. Sparks has asked LND versus KOE. So I guess that's a request
1: or anything. Well, I think that's happening soon. You know, yeah, yeah it's not been announced. Yeah. Yeah, it's not been announced, so I don't know if we can, we can actually say it. But I'm sure it's happening soon. And I, I don't know, but um, we're at another place where they, they work, so it might be happening in a couple of places. I don't
0: know. Very good. That's seven, a little, little, tease, little tease for the future. And uh, I think the last one I have on Twitter, anyway, is Alan, uh, Big F and Tree. What asking, guy? Uh, will the finest team in Europe be adding more gold this year? <laughs> Hopefully. Well,
1: the good. thing is, it's silver that the, the ICW wins and we'll be defending our other golds this year hopefully so you know um, that but uh, yeah hopefully hopefully
0: more speaking of gold then so of course 2020 you guys became swa tag team champions that so would have been your first i'm reckoning your first uh tag team gold so what what was it like so that's what two years in as a team and you're now champions so was that i don't know if you guys are big belt guys was that just a just a cool thing that you you'd work to a point where you were champions
2: yeah, like, I think um, that's cool. Like, no matter what, how you look at it, like, you know, that's the the oldest promotion in Scotland, I think, or at least the oldest one in one You know, it's been, like, guys like Demo have held that, like, you know, obviously, like, Mark and Jackie, all these people have held the belt. And it's just cool having somebody go, yeah, you guys, like, are going to represent the tag division. So, like, you know, the SW is a big company. Like, they draw big crowds, like, into... To be given that kind of like, yeah, you guys are good enough. And at that time, like we were happy with where we were at in terms of like you say being two years in. But we, but, you know, we didn't feel like we were like, you know, obviously like amazing. You know, we felt good and we're confident in what we could do. But we weren't like, oh, we're amazing. Like we should be home gold everywhere. Like that was the goal to get to that, obviously. But it's still so. It's satisfying to have people recognize, you know, your you know your ability or. Your
1: look, or whatever you, you know, you as a wrestler as a whole, or us as an act as a whole, yeah, that was <laughs> only of just off him, um, my uh, like a, a, what was that a fatal four way tag team match we did the first show we got in SWA, and then just off that, they were like, Oh, you know, you could be champions, so got the match and won the match, obviously. So, yeah, that was good,
0: but like no, I say, yeah, they do big, they always run what two. Four times two to four times a year but their their shows are always like, like jam-packed with with either big names or or um just a large crowd in general so it's not a bad place to to win gold and like I said guys like Damien have, have held up those belts um i mean speaking of belts and of course the end of last year uh Fear and in loathing isw's version of wrestlemania uh you beat Luke king sharp and Kyger to become isw tag team champions so at this point, then it would have been—I don't know if you count the pandemic year as a year, uh, if you count it at all—but that would have been what four years in, and now you're holding one of the tag uh, tag team titles for the biggest company, one of the biggest companies in Europe. Uh, was was that one a bit more satisfying? Because it's a it's it's pretty much the pinnacle of tag team wrestling in in Scotland. What were your kind of thoughts winning that?
1: Um, I throw. I like. I think uh, obviously it was amazing because that was been like a major goal since we started. I remember like going maybe just after I started training or something, going to as soon as I turned 18, uh, Marcus actually took me to one of the ICW shows um, and I was like, oh, I really want to do this. I think we both fought that night, well, like, yeah, we could we could get here and we could, you know, win titles here and stuff like that. So they actually like come full circle and, and win the belts there. Uh, It was amazing, but it's it's funny. Like I I don't know the the SWA ones was like it felt like a massive achievement, and then that felt like a massive achievement as well. Obviously, but you know, I feel like we earned it. So um, yeah, it was it was definitely felt like we'd worked uh, dead hard up until that point, and you know, those was were us to win. So yeah, I think like SWA was almost like blindsided
2: us a bit. We didn't expect it. Even though we were working hard and we were trying you know, we were doing well. It kind of came out of nowhere. With the ICW, like I felt we were building to it. Like and that's it was a bit more of a focused goal. Like SW, we never really thought about that, not because we didn't want to wrestle with SW or didn't want to be the champions, but we had one match and we didn't know if we were gonna be back or anything like that. And then lo and behold the next show, we had the belts. Whereas ICW it was obviously like a, we did the whole lockdown stuff with the parts, which we thought you know, again, I'm coming out of lockdown,
1: like, we did a good, you know, parts were great. Like, ah, yeah, hard, so, so good. Hard. Stevie and Crowbar, yeah, two of the most underrated guys as well. Stevie, James, so smooth in the ring. Like, nobody really talks about it enough, but he's so good. Yeah, and yeah. Crowbar, he h- hits it very hard. I
0: you part of the, part of the ring, so here. Yeah, he yeah. is,
1: he generally is. He loves getting hit hard as well, it's fun.
2: Yeah, but like, that was great, and I feel like we did a good, we had the first, Cinematic ICW match like when we did it in the you know in the German things like that like so and then you know a fear and moving match we, like the ending didn't go quite as planned as but you know these things happen but Max and then Luke were brilliant like we enjoyed the match we it kind of like we felt like we were kind of hitting a bit of a stride but we'd also uh, thought we need to almost like rethink refocus and I don't know if I like. Maybe not was paying that much attention to be fair, right? They probably we probably disappeared for like a good eight, what was it, eight months or something? Like yeah, six, seven months. Maybe six, seven months. And then um, like on purpose. And we went, okay, we're gonna come back and we're gonna do you know, we had an idea for the promos, we had an idea, we wanted to get in better shape, we wanted to, you know, do something a bit different. Like and then like once we get back, the focus is can we get the belts by feeding woman like, either before or on feeding Women. That was the that was the goal that was the conversations we were having, like, with each other, with other people, like, just, so when we got it, there was a sense of real satisfaction, because it was, like, obviously the achievement is great, but you, you feel like you earned it, like, you set out to do something, and you, like, you know, you, you achieved it, basically, like, it was really, it was a pretty cool moment, to be fair, uh, and again, like, <laughs> being trusted, I suppose, for lack of a better term, by the company, like, there's, so many heads in ICW, like obviously Dallas has got the final say. But there's lots of guys that have to agree on or not have to, but the, you know, agree that you should have the belts and, and different things like that. And you know, it's like Cody said, like Cody Rhodes says, like the belts are new. Wins and losses do matter. Like, you know, it doesn't matter to your your ego so much, like, uh, you know, outside of wrestling, obviously. Like it's not like you've lost a fight, but you know, like in the UFC, but at the same time, it does matter for you, who you are and who you market, and for us it's, it is important, because that's we want to portray that we are the best team and we want to be the best team mm-hmm. and if you were getting beat every two minutes, like, you can't be the best team like, at the end of the day, so it was
1: pretty cool.
0: Um, speaking of ICW, then we've got Daniel Micah um, asking, great, this is great, we're just segwaying all, through all these questions. <laughs> uh, we've got Daniel Micah asking, which former ICW tag team champions would you most like to bring back to the company and face? Uh, Polos, probably. After the
1: rest of them. Who else has that been? Um, obviously, I know. Ashton Rampage. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, let's see if I'll get the... And uh, they weren't champions, but I'd love to wrestle the geezers. So
0: I've uh, got Sumerian Death Squad, that would be a, a bad, yeah. oh, bad one there. London Kendrick,
1: yeah. oh, 100%. Yeah,
0: Uncle uh, Paul. <laughs> you've got Kings of Catch, of course, as well, which uh, I'm sure when you've, you've had a fair few battles in the past. Yeah, uh, yeah, we the been... trained us. so
1: he, well, he did a lot of a training. We've been trained off a few people, but worse was big-handed trainer. And on that, to be fair, I think we're obviously
2: talking about the ICW, like, we obviously worked really hard to do that, but Demo and Wolfgang, massive parts of who we kind of became in the last year, I would say, like, in terms of helping us, guiding us, training us, like, advice, everything, like, you know, we were doing well, and we obviously put the work in, but having... Two guys like that helping you so much and willing to wanting to help you, willing to help you, taking time, having long conversations, training you was like immense, like sort of and that's why it's important to always learn. Yeah, we were on we were on shows, we were on ICW, you could easily sit there and And to be fair, it's not really that common. Most people still train, and all credit to you know, the, almost everyone at ICW still wants to train and still works hard at training. But that's why it's important because We got so much better through their teaching and through their coaching, and like just again soaking it
1: all in like a sponge, so that we've got. I think that's why it's important as well because everybody on that roster is like, you know, every single show you 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 go back to you watch a match or something, and you'll see like Daz killing it. You'll see someone so much better shape and all that. You'll look at like Jason Reed's shape, or he's cutting a great. Jason
2: Reed's promos probably the best talker. In the UK, I would say, I, I find it hard to find somebody better as a, just a sheer pro, like, good, great wrestler, great shape, but his promos are, like, up there. Yeah. So if you're trying to get to that level, like, you know, he's picking up people because he's up here with that. Dazzy's athleticism is way up here with that, so you're trying to get up there, do you know what I mean? Like, and there's so many guys, like, Oris, who's always good, but he's got so much better, which is hard when you're already good, like, all these guys that, you know, underrated guys again like Levi, you know, just everyone's pushing each other. And that's what, like, that's just as important as just turning up to training and, and taking coaching as having uh, a lot of
1: stuff Everybody, on. I think everybody enjoys a backstage as well. It's was a really good atmosphere in ICW since we, we came back. Even like right after lockdown, it was a bit awkward. I think a lot of us hadn't met each other before and stuff like that. We used to do the bubbles and... It was a new roster and stuff and everybody kind of but since then uh, I like everybody's kind of jailed together and it's great and yeah like I think just the professionalism of everybody's uh, sky high
0: it's great. I'm hearing a lot of good great stories like backstage stuff I, I don't know like of course this stuff that happened just just after lockdown begun but since the shows have properly come back you just you just you do hear that everyone's kind of just they're working for the the promotion and not inherently working for themselves kind of thing. They're yeah. they're working to, to elevate the shows so the shows get more money so they could possibly be more valuable to the show itself and it all works out in a, a cycle. But we'll say about Jason Reed, Jason Reed's got this amazing thing where he lets up like if I don't know how he does it. It's just a, a skill I suppose you pick up. But he's his timing it's just he pauses at the right spots to make yeah. the words more impactful. And it's just his, his promo could be two minutes but he could maybe have a ten second pause in there just to make that last line pop more it's just oh, yeah, cool. Uh so speaking of tag teams then so Daniel Micah was, was saying that one for the for who won want faced Callum Bruce has uh, asked when are you coming up north to give uh, Foundation the future a run for their well, money we'd love to to be fair
2: so. yeah we'd I think it's kind of funny like you were saying earlier like would you message us and uh, you know I I always wonder if, like, we of reach out to most people, you know, and they might, sometimes minds may ignore you in terms of booking you, and sometimes they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll let you know, but we'd work pretty much anywhere we are open to, like, people, you know, coming in and asking us to come and work somewhere or work with people, and we love to work in different, new people and different tag teams, and a lot of the North is kind of untouched in terms of down here. You don't see a lot of the guys from up North down here as much as you used to, and, and vice versa, it'd be cool to see
1: more crossover from a lot you know from yeah because i guess beneficial over overall you know for everybody yeah. and there is such a good scene up there now you know as well see so just seen bits and parts of like you know guys like caleb and um the, the young guys well running king he's he looks good so i oh, love that <laughs> yeah the the, the the
0: yeah what you call them foundation as well mm-hmm. really a lot of wrestling maybe good uh, it's um Logan the last question I've got through all the social medias is Logan Smith not that Logan Smith different Logan Smith no, uh, asking Logan, Logan. <laughs> Logan uh who was who's their favorite tag team to wrestle?
1: Uh, the, the models recently was really fun it was a really most people would consider it a basic match but um that's like you know when you, you it's not often you'll meet another team for like the first time and it's, it takes like you know a few minutes to put a match together and you just go in there and everything's right so positioning feet work footwork and all that everything's right and that's just a credit how good they are. but uh, it was really fun everything's so smooth working with them and i know if we had like another match it'd be even better you know what i mean so it's definitely a, a team that we'd love to get back in with and even, do even more than we did you know but just in terms of smoothness and uh, just how easy it was to do that match. yeah Models was good.
2: Yeah, and the young team, to be fair to them, like oh, of course, must have wrestled them about a hundred times, but it's good. Like
1: ah, oh, they're so good.
2: You yeah. know, like the I don't even know if like they always make out like they're not good. Like see if you're around them enough, like they'll pretend they're not any good, and then <laughs> they'll yeah. pretend they're not any good, but they always don't give themselves credit. And then you actually get in, and you know, like similar to what them saying like. Obviously, it helps being in the ring so many times, but possession and time, and, and just similar kind of you know thinking to us as well in terms of what they want to do and what they want to get out of the match, and you know, unselfish, and can be selfish at the
1: right moments, so and that's just you know what you, what you what you want really. But we've not really yeah, faced any bad tie teams to be fair. And I'd say, see, with a young team as well, I feel like every match we've had together, it's got it's been better and better, and we always change it up, so we'll do something different each time and stuff like that. So. It's uh, keeping it fresh and everything it gets better and just the more we're into up smoother. But yeah, they're so good to work, so easy to work in a good way. Well,
0: that's that's all my all the questions from the social media. It was loads. Yeah, you guys were very popular uh when it came to <laughs> the questions and Um so I've couple more my, my own here. But first one, I've, I've brought up the SWN one hundred. Now this is this is a list that caused a little bit of controversy when it came out. Not not the confusion
1: was he so much higher than me?
0: I was about to ask, uh, but Marcus. Do you do you uh, like pointing out that you're eleven p- places higher?
2: <laughs> I, I, do you know? See when you obviously knew you were doing the list, I honestly thought you might have put, and we were hoping that again. See what we're Oh, we're just going early. as Koe.
0: Yeah,
2: because that's what we—that was our goal, like that's our aim. So if we were sure. on that as a duo, I'd have been. Like,
0: okay. I'm I'll, I'll, always
2: surprised because I think he's had. I won more th- matches last year than you. Aye, some something,
1: something like that. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I think, had had, I, I, I think you had one more match, and I won two more matches than you did. Also, Aye, wrestled, I, two, I wrestled two, in, two British rounds uh, matches.
2: I had
0: the fuck. Th- I lost two
1: because there was one weekend I wrestled in Romania, and you were in Iron got I get still Aye. Yeah,
0: so. That might have been it. That might have been the difference. To make. I'm going to bring up my stats now. Just, I think it was a win loss record. You know what? No, it also didn't help. Because you guys changed your name, I had to try and figure out which was which when I was getting results in. So that probably did not help me at all uh, <laughs> when it came to me figuring it out in the end. So it could have been a case I was attributing wins for uh, for Marcus that should have been Adams. Uh,
1: yeah. Our uh, One loss record must be quite good because we don't lose very often. Not to brag or anything, we've just yeah. managed to convince a bunch of people. Next year I can be KOE as a collective. I, I, I will, I will
0: do one, that. A bunch
2: of singles matches, it's probably won'. one.
0: I, I'll remember, I mean, you've already got a good start, because I start the, the judging at the 1st of December, so you've already got the uh, title win in there, so that's that's always a good... It means yeah. you're pretty much probably going to be on, in the 100 somewhere. I
1: think we've had three defences or something so far as well, so that's not bad.
0: There you go. There's, there's, it's, not, it's not the hardest system in the world for, for points, but um yeah, some of them got a bit weird when I was like... like it's, when I was looking going, how have you got this far? How have you got this high in here? Um, mostly because it's it's like uh, Bobby Roberts and he books himself, so that's how he ended up on there. Uh, but, you know, so, <laughs> uh, I, who cares? He right, uh, anyway. So, so last questions we've got then is our two usual ones that we ask everyone. Uh, the, the, the burning questions, the t-shirts are available on, on uh, our T-Mill store about it. Um, first up, what's your favourite dinosaur? Stegosaurus. Bones,
1: that's bites in the back. So good. Oh,
2: What's
0: the big one of the big neck brontosaurus, is it brontosaurus? Uh what's it brachiosaurus? You think I would this it? Aye, I think
2: you're right. I think you're
1: right. brachiosaurus, the big clog, yeah. Big so brachiosaurus is right. Aye. That, that one. Go with that.
0: The giraffe one. Giraffosaurus. There's probably one called Giraffosaurus somewhere at, at, at this point. Uh, and, you know. Ah, there we go. Wait. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, I like I like a clever one. I like one that, that's outside the box. There's, did I put saurus in my top one hundred? Got to check that. Uh, anyway, and the other question that we ask everyone is what would in the fight? Two sheep or one cow? A cow, man. Easy. That's, there's
1: no chance two sheep are being a cow. Cows are huge. Yeah, cows are absolute units. See, sometimes, <laughs> like, I don't know if like, sheep are just really feisty or something, but there's there's no way. See, so just on a visual standpoint, the size of the cows, I don't know what's in that grass they're eating, but what the hell? It's
0: huge. <laughs> it gear. Now, then, yeah. now, there is a video online of. Uh, a cow running towards a sheep and the sheep winning. So I'm just saying that if, if you want some science science in here Spear again, spear all over again <laughs> It's the only video I've seen of it though, and I've kept it in my favourites for, for these exact questions uh, but Those, yeah. those uh, sheep are on performance enhancing drugs going <laughs> Mega sheep uh, But no, that's, that's it, that's everything I don't think there's, there's, I don't have any more in my notes, but like I said before we recorded I didn't actually make that many because everyone else asked the questions for me, which is always great um, is there anything coming up? This episode's going to go on the nineteenth, next the Friday. Anyway, next Friday. So, uh, anything want plug coming up?
1: Uh, ooh, I don't know. Oh yeah, we've got the squiggle. And wait, wait, do, when did you say this was coming out?
0: Uh Friday. So what's what's that? That's the seventeenth.
1: Oh right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. We've got squiggle coming up. So, and then
1: in March we've got a bunch of dates. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you just look at our socials and you'll see them. Some haven't yeah. been announced yet, but we do have... I yeah, have I think a we're every weekend in March we've got something. Uh, but first square goal, title match uh, against the young team and we'll batter them as per. Um, <laughs> but the thing that annoys me about this podcast is I feel like there's probably like so many people we didn't put over we should have put over, but, you know, that's for the next
0: one. Do want I, do I throw out any names just in case you... Tom so Malone, he's been improving a lot. So,
1: see the last couple of years. Honestly. Yeah. Just
2: next level and they should be doing more. Big Colton, Darren Blair. I don't know, Luke Cairo, Levi, Phil Chaos has, you know, improved massively. Uh, last well, night's name. Oh sorry, Eddie has improved massively.
1: So uh, it's Kyle Williams King.
2: Kyrie Williams King, yeah, the <laughs> <yeah>, guy's good. <laughs> uh so it's, like, it's actually quite hardly. i really like enjoy working a lot you guys. I think I think people themselves know, like you, you know, you know when they've got better or like, you improved or you're you know, yeah. making strides in the arcade violence done a lot. Oh yeah, I, I like short term
0: guys. Yeah,
2: look cool as fuck. Like really short space of time i like, have done a lot, and he's yeah, a really, really good poker as well. Um, if you watch his promos, like that's good. Um, I just like you know, shout out to to all the tag teams we've wrestled. Um,
0: I don't feel like I've had any real bad matches, so <laughs> it means <that> everyone's
2: <laughs> it must be tight.
0: <laughs> We're yeah. quite lucky when it comes to tag teams. I mean, I, I did a, a uh, once-to-watch list, and I, my only kind of rule was I tried to do that the not won titles, and it was very easy still to do, uh, like, a top ten, I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty good then. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's ten teams, at least, that are about, that haven't won titles yet, that are, that I could easily make this list for, and, and uh, then you got guys like yourselves and, and the Foundation and uh, Glasgow Grindhouse and, and all these teams coming about that are just uh, kind of at the top of the the mountains
1: and... Oh, yeah. and we want to wrestle them all
0: and batter them, Back them up. Right. <laughs> excellent well, where can people find you we've talked about social media and we're wrapping up now where can people find KOE on social media
1: uh, knock you out, underscore KOE on Instagram and Twitter we don't use
0: Facebook nah. 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 go away Facebook <laughs> and for anyone who heard real names and that ignore them don't add them <laughs> don't. yeah sorry
2: don't add me please if you'd if you be so
0: kind perfect well thank you very much for joining me uh, on this this wonderful chat with, with KOE means uh, SWN podcast I, I, I can't think of anything clever to go with that uh, cheers
1: Billy I hope I didn't waffle too much <laughs>